1: Welcome to the Boss Hogger Podcast on the We Are Libertarians Network. I'm your host, Jeremiah Morrill, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Mr. Dakota Davis. What is up,
2: Jeremiah? Man, we are uh, we're in episode 74. 74 one away from 75. This is the third to last episode in the guest bedroom studio.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's still awesome though. It's it's like it's yeah. so slick in this in this very fairly small space. <clears throat> it's, it looks so much bigger on television. It does. It does.
1: Yeah, people watch and they, then they come in here and they go, "Oh dear god."
3: If this was my bedroom, I'd complain. (laughs) (laughs) You live the Fisher's lifestyle. I mean,
1: they they haven't. This is the size of a closet in your neighborhood, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, Brett Bittner is watching. Yes, that is Steve Horwitz. That's his voice. You guys remember him probably 30 episodes or so ago. Steve Steve was on
2: the show. Steve was uh, first on on episode 45. So
1: man. almost
3: exactly third. Twelfth.
1: Yeah, there we go. Uh, I've got to finish the read. Our show is about our lives in rural Indiana. It's a show about folks who are involved in politics, and we promise that our episodes are going to be a fun and an easy listen. We interview people who are influencers, elected officials, political experts, and folks we just find interesting. The, uh, the interesting guy, I suppose, would be Chase Payton over on my left, on the right of the sh- camera. Hi, hey, Chase. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> you doing all right? Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. We, uh, we, once again, uh, the fourth chair is a backup plan we uh we were hoping to have chris galt uh the the og we are libertarians co-host and uh we had to make a flying lead change we say in the horse business a flying lead change switching from uh, thursday to wednesday it, it tossed out galt on us so uh we got chase who's always down to party i'm the backup i don't have a life so it works
3: out uh you know you know who wally pip was you know, don't Wally Pipp was oh, the guy he's who played play, baseball player that Lou that that Lou Gehrig replaced when he began his yeah. Iron Man streak, right? So you know, there we go. You're Lou Gehrig. That's right. Sweet. Christmas, Even I knew Christmas that. Is Wally Chase. Pip. Yeah. You got nah, Wally Pipp. <laughs> I was going to say Wally Pipp. Right.
1: <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we were going to have Galt on, and the uh, one of the topics we had to we're going to talk about today with Steve. Uh, this is a teaser. Uh, is we're going to talk about this notion of buying local versus buying at the big chains like Amazon or Walmart or somewhere and trying to decide are you supposed to support the mom and pop shop or are you supposed to go to the big timers I do love Walmart All right I love Walmart So there was this there was this argument we got into galt is uh, incredible and if you're a we are libertarians listener you know that he can argue to the wall for no particular reason
3: and uh yeah. well, it, you just <laughs> described every libertarian i know uh, yeah. uh
1: and uh, god we love him but he he has this he had this ability to just to just be irritating as hell and i'm like uh, also but, every libertarian yeah. i know so we're going to teach you a lesson chris and we're going to have a show and we're going to bring in steve the ball state economics professor and he's going to explain we didn't even know what your opinion was going to be on this right but we digging in we're like steve's going to explain to you why you're wrong and you're gonna sit there and defend it and
2: uh and now here he's not here <laughs> did you hear that did you hear that little noise that Steve made? <laughs> <laughs>
4: All
2: right. <laughs> My favorite kind of argument when the opponent doesn't show. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Victory! <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I guess at this point we're probably supposed to talk about the show a little bit, uh, Dakota. Patreon, we got uh, people oh, in yeah. there helping us out. Of course as we have
2: the Patreon plug that we – if just a big thank you always to the people who support us on patreon uh if you want to get in on that club you get all kinds of bonus content you get uh i'll send you some stickers and refrigerator magnets and maybe a poster in the mail um yeah you get all kinds of 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 goodies and uh, and uh really really quality really quality bonus content i think first rate yeah and uh so thank you of course to everybody who who uh donates monthly because that is uh what keeps the show going you know that's what pays the pays the bills and what's going to keep the lights on in the new studio um and of course we are looking uh at other options to fund ourselves. So if you're a small business owner uh, or a big business owner, then you can uh, contact us and uh, we will get you set up with all kinds of uh, opportunities. So there's a survey,
1: uh, dear leader Chris Bangle provides for us as always, and uh, we're, as, as we're libertarians, is looking at uh, commercialization opportunities. We're included as well. There's a survey, and we've been getting information and feedback back from the fans. So we, yes, we, we have. talked about that a little bit last week, and we got some reports and some information uh real quickly what do we
2: know about the people what do they like what do they hate what's the what's the problem with this well, show i can tell you one thing the reading uh, of the complaints the biggest thing that i think that i i learned from this is that no one cares about the quality of the website nobody gives a damn no nobody we have a nobody cares at all <laughs> 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 nobody no nobody uh nobody cares about what the what the website's like as long as they can uh, click on the link and get to the audio that's all they care about uh, but we had some really good likes and we got a ton of feedback. I was very, very uh honored that the people took the time to do this because it was not a short survey. No. In the least. No, I took it for real Libertarians and I'm a I'm a cast member and I
1: thought, oh my god, I'm gonna quit twenty percent through. I did one. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: I think that we know which dislike he had. <laughs> <laughs> need more chase? No, and it was the uh, uh was it the one where uh someone said that Jeremiah and Dakota need to make out? That might have been me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I
5: said uh, that we needed more booze. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, you're drinking right here. I was going to say, That's
1: you him. guys are well stocked. Yeah, we, the problem we, uh, we give extra credit to uh, politicians who come on the show and have a drink.
2: One of the uh, one of the dislikes was the name. Someone doesn't like the name. That was probably me. That was because – and it says, thanks, Chris Spangle. Mm-hmm. So was that you? Uh, no, I didn't, actually, I didn't answer the survey on it. That, yeah.
1: that felt like it would be wrong.
2: It did seem weird. Yeah. Um. You know, someone disliked uh, windmills. I will vote for
1: myself in November, though.
2: Someone says dislikes windmills, so they just don't like windmills. Apparently, uh, all around. I can't imagine that being divisive <laughs> issue. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, uh, some of these were were uh, really good feedback. One of the uh, one of the biggest things that we that we heard was uh, the number one dislike was nothing. So.
1: We have no, there's nothing wrong with this. Chris Bangle hey. says the name is not changing or he will
2: cancel the show <laughs> and he
1: turned his boomer button on. It's all in caps. So he's very serious about it. Ooh. Very serious about
3: it. Uh And that boomer button, I had not heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to point out my, my, my daughter probably will never listen to this, but, but I get, I get all caps from her all the time and she's 22, but she thinks it's funny. She's being ironic. Yes. Said, yes. Yeah. There were uh, there rumor, were protesters. Rumor God, I just all right. I can leave now. I learned my. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we uh, we're the cutting edge yes, uh, yes. over here. There's no doubt. No. Urban Dictionary has nothing on you guys. They were uh, they were protesting on Main Street, on Broad Street, Broad and Main today outside the county courthouse over wind or air today. Uh, people uh, holding signs, yelling I passed at the air. That on the way home, did you, did you honk?
5: I did. It looked like a walking graveyard. Oh, God. Um, old, old man
3: yelling yeah, okay. at clouds, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so
2: this goes into uh, one of the complaints that we had about Chase. Yeah. Was actually you the had only... your own bucket of complaints. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> one of it was, uh, uh, you demean the concerns of possible li- listeners.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry.
4: <laughs>
2: Uh, mm-hmm. You you pulling on the uh, Canadian accent? Yeah, yeah, I was going that's, that's a uh, flashback to uh, episode forty five with Steve Horwitz Whenever we talked about the great Canadian Jordan Peterson, oh, we did. That's right. Yeah, the YouTube commenters weren't crazy about that. I nah, can well, tell you that. Yeah, we got we got a lot of downvotes <laughs> on our on our no television. yeah, yeah, yeah. Us, <laughs> no
3: no lobster man tonight. He
4: yeah. cost
2: us so much. The mob came after us. They uh, they claimed that uh, I apparently hate Jordan Peterson, even though I spent money to go see him live. Uh, <laughs> well, we all waste money on mm. stuff. Yeah, that's right. I accidentally
1: paid for an extra hotel room in Florida that I didn't stay in because I forgot to cancel it. So, <laughs> you know, we all make mistakes. Uh, Sarah doesn't know that yet. Hi, Sarah. I made a mistake back uh, on the honeymoon. We we paid for a hotel room at the uh the Intercontinental at Doral, but we didn't stay there. Um <laughs> Demean listens. Demean listeners more, Chase. This is what made Abdul-Hakim Shabazz. Michael says that. <laughs> so just pick on him. You'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. You got it. You have your own crazy Larry out there. Chase, uh, Dakota and I hang, hung out uh, – what was it? Monday night. Last night. Monday night football. Two nights ago. That's right. How was, how was Andrew? Andrew looked terrible. He threw yeah. an interception, and uh, it wasn't good. Uh, Dakota got to experience pro football in person. Nice. And he explained to I have <laughs> been <bride>.
2: multiple <laughs> pro football games. I just – I like watching them live. I just don't really get it. I don't really care about, like, oh, the player's doing this. I, uh. So you're not going to be in a fantasy league this year? No. Did no. you take a knee during the national anthem? I did, yeah. yeah. Everybody, yeah. I got booed personally. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was told to get out. Love it or get out.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So it was fun. I mean, it was the
1: stadium was half full, but, uh, I mean, your, your tax dollars pay for it, so at least you got to go in there and check it out. <laughs> That's right. You
2: pay an extra 1% in the food my, and beverage. My favorite thing about going to Colts games or to Lucas Oil Stadium in general is seeing the beautiful construction of that place. It's amazing. It is, I don't, that roof cost an extra $100 million. Did it? Yeah. Wow. That yeah. is incredible. They're, I just, they're too wimpy to play outside. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any uh, current pro football teams that exclusively play outdoors? Chicago Bears, <laughs> uh, the Green Bay he, Packers. Yeah, is, is, yeah. No, no I'm not idea. even going. I have there. no
5: idea.
1: That's I don't too. know. Dakota has that absolutely on- no idea. Like yeah. that was an honest question. Eighty-five percent of the NFL plays outside. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exclusively. Cincinnati, well, Nashville. Exclusively. I mean, I mean if they're, they're home out, field. Yeah, their home field is is outside. Right? The only oh, okay. domes that are left are Houston, Indianapolis, Detroit. 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 Um, Atlanta. Atlanta just built another new yeah. one, I guess. St. Louis is gone; they don't have it. Minnesota built a new gone one, right? So and it. I think that's it. So yeah, even, even Green Bay, right? Yeah, Green Atlanta's Bay outside. outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Seattle <laughs> used to have a dome; they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, the Rams were a dome team, and then they moved to Los Angeles, yeah. so they're outside. I don't know what the uh, what the new stadium is going to be in uh, in in Los Angeles or uh, Las Vegas, rather. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, breaking news: The uh, county commissioners have passed the wind ordinance. So, if you're uh, if you're watching this and weren't paying attention, they did pass the wind ordinance. So, uh, hmm. uh, surprise! There you go. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't read the paper, now that one's coming. Um, you uh, you probably should have read it again.
2: One of the uh, one of the big things that I noticed during the Colts game, as I, I was I was sitting there watching it, were the amount of flags that were thrown for uh, what seemed like minor things. Now I've said it before, and I'll say it again during this episode that I think that we should force our pro football players to take steroids, <laughs> and then uh before the game, two days before the game, we don't allow it. So then they get rage, yeah. and just go out there. That'd be awesome. I, that would that is real entertainment. That that's like three
3: hundred stuff but, with the gladiators. This, this I wrote a, is Indianapolis. <laughs> I two things about about this. I, I did a. Uh, Program for the Institute for Main Studies, Learn Liberty, using uh, football and fantasy football to teach basic economic principles. Hmm. So they can, I think that's available online still. So I'll look maybe after and you can you can see, you can link it up. But I also wrote an op-ed. I think it was in the Dallas Morning News, arguing half seriously, right, that if you really want to take the injuries out of football, take away the helmets. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I mean, I like it's, that. Uh, it's the same thing. You know, it's this—it's the Peltzman effect we call it in economics after the guy talked about seatbelts the same way. You wear a seatbelt, you drive more dangerously, right? It causes yeah. More accidents. Yeah. So, so if you could go right. back to rugby, right? And uh,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We always yeah. joke about NFL or uh, race car drivers. They when they get out of the car, if they're going to throw punches, they leave their helmets on, right? Right, right. They don't. They don't fight. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fight out there uh, without them on. Uh, so let's let's talk about Steve a little bit. Uh, background for those that don't remember from episode forty-five, you. Uh, you are the most heavily educated guest we've ever had. <laughs> uh, uh, you have you have an M.A., which is a Master of the Arts. I don't know. Right. Yep. Uh, and then a Ph.D., which means uh, you're Doctor Steve Horwitz. Yeah. Ph.D. Uh, piled high and deep. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> e- economics from George Mason University. Of course, we all know them from the uh, the NCAA chase uh, from from basketball. They uh, they do well sometimes over in Virginia, uh, named after the. Uh, I, I, I suppose he was on the revolutionary side. And then uh, Steve was a professor of economics at St. Lawrence University in St. Lawrence County, my homeland originally in New York State. And uh, you became the associate dean of first year. Is, mm-hmm. that, is that written right, J- yes. Dakota? Or yes. yes, that's written correct. That's, that's real. It's not that he became the first dean, associate dean in his first year, but yep. it's the of the first year of the first year. That's correct. And now he's uh, at Chirp Chirp <laughs> University. Uh, he is now. Formerly known as the John H. Shotner <laughs> Distinguished Professor of Free Enterprise at Ball State, uh, <coughs> your school was in the news recently. So, as you Slightly. said, <laughs> you are now the Meat Lovers Distinguished <laughs> Professor of Free Enterprise. That's at what Ball I State wanted. University. I wanted
3: it all along. I wanted to be the Meat Lovers. I we were just talking today about what'll happen. I mean, I, eventually, I'll get a new name to go with my distinguished. But but you know there was there was a when I knew it was going to be Schnatter a couple years ago or whatever I got the job I said look I got to be meat lovers with the double cheese distinguished or <laughs> right, something like that right? just no pineapple because no yeah. Yeah. pineapple on pizza is no, wrong, wrong. Yeah, it's, wrong. Yeah. it's yeah. evil
4: yeah. I love
3: pineapple and
4: pizza. <laughs> I, of course you do, <laughs> do you really <laughs>
5: I, occasionally not it's not like my my, my mm. main pizza but <laughs> every now and again
1: mm. so interesting it, what, there was a vote last week and this this has this has been a a bit of a story. Yeah. Uh, Indiana, uh, Ball State University is a, is a state school in the state of Indiana, so there's a board of trustees, and some of them are politically appointed. Uh, so there was a, an original vote uh, to not make any changes after some statements were made by, uh, by Papa John himself, and uh, the Indianapolis Colts and Ball State University chose to keep their association and then – I, don't, I didn't follow the inner politics of it, but there was a second – it was brought up a second time before That's the Board Thursday, of Trustees yeah. this last week. Yeah. And uh, so they voted I think eight to one, and uh, the one no vote was a, was a Ball State graduate uh, who was a, a appointee from uh, Milroy, Indiana. Um, Jean Ann Harcourt, who's a longtime uh, Republican volunteer, uh, has been big in Rush County politics for years and years and years and runs uh, Harcourt Industries. She was appointed by the governor at the time who was Pence. Governor Pence, yep. who's now the vice president. So it – as always, these political things just kind of yep. dribble up. So there's an angle that now this is all the vice president's fault,
3: that his I, person voted no. Uh, I haven't heard that one. That's good. <laughs> Everything's his fault. Well, yeah. So, I mean you want to talk about this? Now we can talk about this. Yeah. I mean I, so yeah, the board reversed themselves and I'm, and it wasn't a surprise really uh, after they – they were, so there's four schools that hedge Schneider centers, right? Louisville, University of Kentucky, Purdue, where it was brand new, like March, brand new, and and us. Uh, the two Kentucky schools immediately disnotted, diso- as I like to call it, dissociated with them uh, right away after after he made his comments uh, or used the word that we're not allowed to use, uh, that you're not supposed to use. And uh, they did right away. Purdue and Ball State didn't respond right away. And on the same day, Ball State said, we're sticking with him. Purdue said, No. So it left Ball State as the only school who was sticking with him. That's a tough place to be. He's an alum, understandable, but the reaction was so strong, I think, uh, both from alums in terms of saying, we're not giving you any more money, this is the wrong decision, and also on campus too, the Black Student Association wrote a a very, I thought, very well done and and, and sort of thoughtful response to it about why this was a problem and and what could be done about it. Uh, Other student groups were upset, and I think, I suspect uh, that the president all along thought the board made the wrong decision. I think the president would have liked the board to have gone with the other schools, but the board didn't. Uh, and I think the the the, the just the, the fact that they were sticking with Schnatter meant that anything having to do with diversity or race on campus just wasn't going to go anywhere productive because – all of those groups were just going to keep bringing up Schnatter, and I think the president recognized that. I suspect what happened is that the president put some very heavy pressure on the board to say, "I, I, I can't do my job. I can't do the things that I was, you know, hired to do, unless you know, with with, with that name still hanging there." So they reversed themselves. Um, why? Why do you think that they they uh, made the decision to keep it at first? That I, I suspect that this is goes to Jeremiah's point. I suspect that the board. Uh, is heavily it you know, is heavily Republican. I suspect they wanted to resist the sort of perception of you know political correctness and blah blah blah. I and I do think there were some sincere. Also, people sincerely thought he apologized and that that you know uh, they could make it right and that he wanted to do right by a Ball State. I think Schnatter, by the way, uh, could have. I don't know if it would have saved the situation. But were I him, the moment that the board agreed to keep him. What I would have done is say, okay, what can I do to forward issues of diversity and inclusion on campus? For example, Ball State's building a new $4 million multicultural center. Not quite four million isn't under the couch for Papa John, but but four million is not a big deal. He could have said, I'll pay for half of it, right? I'll pay right. for all of it. The B, the black students asked for more stuff on on, on minority entrepreneurship, which by the way the Schnader Institute has done and will keep doing. But even without even beyond that, Schnader could have said, "I'm going to come to campus and do some programs for students of color." I mean, there's things he could have done right immediately to say, "Look, I'm genuinely sorry. I you know it, it, you misunderstood the context of what I said. Whatever, right? But he didn't do any of that. And I think in the absence of that, it was it was pretty it was easy. A, move. Yeah,
2: it was still in. On- in poor taste. Yeah. It, didn't, it didn't fix anything, and they yeah. they knew that the battle was going to keep raging. Yep. And uh, th- one one important note that I think that I wanted to make during this was they didn't just drop the name; they yep. also returned the donation.
3: Yep. yep. So so yeah. So a couple things. Uh, this is where it gets uh, interesting and tricky. Uh, so yes, they ter- returned his money. Um, it turns out that the money. No, they returned his money. Well, they they took the name off, including off of my. Because Off my job, right? <laughs> which I'll note by the way, I found out by watching the live stream at the Muncie web, Paper website. Right, no one called me to say we're going to do this, so I didn't. You know, I heard this the same. Well, it would have been collusion if they. It would have been corrupt if they had told you ahead of time because <laughs> yeah. they, we can't. But, we but can't do that. It's a public meeting. Put that aside. Yeah. Uh, the so so the good the good news here is that uh, the funds that support the work that I'm doing in the economics department with, with my colleague Todd Nesbitt. Come directly from the Koch Foundation. They they were not Schnader's was not Schnader's money. So the fact that he's getting he, the, that the university is returning his money affects my work absolutely not at all, um, and my salary and research money and all that stuff. Is, your your work is,
1: is still safe. safe. It's just that you now they can they can sell they can sell you to the highest bidder. Right. Right. <laughs> well, right.
3: So right. So I, I got I got no name on my on my chair now. Right. I go find someone to, to fund it. Right. And get their <laughs> name on. It. If you want
2: the Jeremiah, you know you can hey, – hey, yeah, the uh, Boss Hog Liberty distinguished there professor. There you go. we <laughs> also. I mean I wanted the F.A. Hayek professor, but the Boss,
3: boss Hog Liberty. Uh, we <laughs> we, we don't can... have
2: the millions that, yeah. that uh,
3: uh, Schnatter
1: did, but yeah. whatever. So,
3: but, but so the good news is, is well, that,
2: that all that stuff John, is going to –
1: John Wayne used to say he used to work for $20 a day and he used to work for $5 a day. Yeah. And if, if there's not a $20 offer, maybe
3: it's $5 to get it. Yeah. Uh, so well, the, good, so it's good, the work will continue that we're doing, so, and, and I suspect it will grow. Well. So speaking, while we're
1: on the – College topic mm-hmm. and controversies. I'm going to t- make a little change here in our show note order here because we have a, we have a special guest that we're going to line up, uh, and it's uh, Purdue University. Uh, they got themselves in the news with uh, with their all the students have gone back to school. Uh, I, I assume freshmen reported this week or next week at uh, at Ball State.
3: Uh, we started class on Monday of this week. You're so already in, yep.
1: so uh, we're going to have Mason uh, Mason Rottinghouse on or whatever, however you say his name. Routing House. Rottinghouse. Rottinghouse. Yes, uh, he's a tri alum, Henry County guy. And he's a first-year student at at, uh, at Purdue, and we will we we're going to play with the sound. Hello, here. Mason. Yeah. We all right, Jeremiah Morrill, Boss Hog of Liberty Show. You, you are What's on. That? You are on live with uh, Jeremiah, Dakota, and Chase, and uh, Steve Horwitz of uh, Ball State University, the professor. And we're just uh, just introducing your segment here. Talking about you being a first-year student at, uh, at Purdue, and you went to something called Gold Rush. Is that right?
6: Yeah, it's called Boiler Gold Rush. It's like a freshman orientation week. Hmm.
1: So what, what kind of things happen at this event?
6: Uh, I mean, throughout the week, they just have, like, sessions. You learn about the school. You learn where your classes are. They get you to communicate with new incoming freshmen. And, I mean, it's honestly a great program.
2: So are, do you have to uh, do you have to go to the through Gold, Gold Rush or uh, there was because there were all kinds of different stories going around as the uh, the presentation uh, is mandatory and some people saying that it was uh, a voluntary thing to go to. Oh,
6: absolutely not. Um, what I mean, you as a freshman, you get the choice to come to Boiler Gold Rush. You move in a week early. We moved in um last Monday throughout the week they had events. You got to like I said, learn the campus and not even the things that you that they put on were um they weren't required. You didn't have to go if you didn't want to. So, so they it, had things lined up, they promoted everything and you could choose to go if you wanted.
1: So this event that made the news is a portion of that and I guess it was a it was a comedy act, a guy named Andy Gross who performed. Are you a big uh, stand up comedy guy? You like enjoy that stuff?
6: Oh, absolutely.
1: So uh, what uh, what was it advertised as and what did you uh, what did you experience? What was what what was your was Was it funny?
6: Personally, from my standpoint, if I'm going to have a comedian come on stage, I'm not there to, you know, I'm there to laugh and things. And he was advertised as a comedian, ventriloquist and uh, a magician.
4: Okay. The, the trifecta. <laughs> and he is. He is yeah. all three.
1: So in the show, it had and, audience participation, and they, they asked a – I guess a young lady to come on. Uh, I assume she's a student, one of your cohorts, and she came on stage. Yep. And, the, and the bit was she was going to guess a card, and he was going to draw it, and he – there's video of it I I saw a portion of it on YouTube but I don't think I saw the whole thing because I watched it and I thought man that can't all be all that had happened or else this would be a nothing burger
6: exactly so on the news if you watch the video they show you a video and it shows and even in the articles it says he failed at that trick and it made him just look like a complete dumbass (laughs) (laughs) uh, I mean the news just made it look ten times worse than what it was and Like you said, in your little summary, it said, are students too thin-skinned, or is he in the wrong? And personally, he's a Las Vegas performer. You know, that means he's in front of adults consistently. He's not with families. He uh, he was contracted as a comedian. At this age group, you know, you've got kids at all maturity levels.
1: Um, are, are, are you you're, you uh, you've been sent to Purdue University? Does that mean that you're considered an adult now? Are you do you are you a child <laughs> or an adult, Mason?
4: Absolutely,
3: absolutely. Yeah.
6: That's um, part, but, but that that um, is the
3: question, right? I mean, that's that's part of what I yeah. think is is at stake here. I mean, well, the, I'll just say the interesting thing to me. You know, this is first of all, presumably the young woman volunteered to go up on stage, right? Nobody dragged her
6: on so, stage, correct? So, so what happened was he went. Through the crowd, um, he said, I need a volunteer. He came down on, off the stage, and he, like, he walked around the first row, and he told this girl to put her hand up. She put her hand up, and he walked back up on stage, you know, just as a joke, and he goes, oh, I need a volunteer. And then, like, she was already raising her hand because he told her to put it up. And he goes, oh, you look good. And she came up there. <laughs> right. So she was no, also... I mean, yeah, it was pretty funny when he yeah. that.
3: Yeah. And this is, as you said, right, this guy's a professional comedian, and this is what you would do yeah. at, a, at a Vegas show or something like that. I've seen, you know, if you've ever been at to any Vegas kind of
6: Vegas. Show. Exactly. And the things now he's done this act for years, the same act, you know, and it's just what is, what's got him as a Vegas headliner, obviously. And it's not even like he did anything awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are, you know, they're pushing it and they're like, Oh, he sexually harassed this girl. And it's just, this just isn't what happened. I mean, it, the timing was awful. Let it, it was awful. We had this presentation before it, and it was about free uh, zone, which is a way of saying, oh, we accept everybody. We don't
1: uh, discriminate.
6: Uh, There's no sexual assault, no sexual uh, harassment, things like this. And the timing was awful. So okay, people,
3: so, oh, my gosh. So his that. agent that, is I probably going to get screamed at. Yeah, I had not heard that. Piece of it, which is interesting. And look, those those programs are really good. I used to I used to help run the orientation program at my prior school. So look, stuff like that's really good. But you're right; certainly in that context, whatever he did is going to look a lot worse. Than, yeah, I mean, and
5: per- it, perceived and as a what, lot worse. Yeah. But yeah, what, what do you expect from a comedian? Right. I mean, exactly. Had, had exactly. they never listened to this guy before before they signed him?
3: The administrators who oh, did, possibly that's,
5: not. That's the bad part yeah. of the side
6: because, you know, they have this student orientation committee. They were supposed – they put this whole thing on. It was a group of like five or six or seven maybe students, and they put this whole thing on over um, supervisors and then team leaders, team leaders at the lowest level being in charge of their groups, supervisors are the, in charge of the team leaders, and, you know, the SOC over everybody. and. Yeah. You think they look, especially as this big as a university period. You think they look into a comedian as soon as I see comedian, red flag. I'm going to look. Oh, is it an appropriate comedian? You know. You think they look into their background, say as is appropriate for who we're showing it to.
2: So uh, also one other thing, back to Steve's point of maybe they hadn't listened to it. Andy Gross is actually in the middle of a college campus tour. So he's going across the country going to these different orientations. So it's not like he, this was right. the first one. It, he, His agent probably set this up and mm-hmm. made the first contact.
3: Yeah. and Absolutely. Yeah. So, right. And the other I, – I, so it's really interesting that it was right after the presentation on sexual assault and all that that makes – that helps explain why the over why the overreaction but everything i've heard right nobody yeah. touched anybody's genitals people made oh, he, no. he made jokes yeah. but nobody touched and no she wasn't forced in any meaningful sense of the word it, forced to do anything it, this is exactly, right so brutal. if you think so the interesting question for me is compare this i don't know if you guys have filed this case at NYU with the famous feminist philosopher who, who has been accused of female, has been accused of, 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 uh, sexually harassing one of her male graduate students. Yeah, I think I saw the headline. Yeah, yeah the so, right, and, but, but what's interesting about all of these, th- what real harassment involves power relationships, right? That's ultimately what it's about. And I just don't see that here. This is a comedian doing an act. He didn't, do anything, in my view crosses the line. I mean, it's you know you can say it was in perhaps poor taste, but that's what comedians do. Comedians fail all the time. Right, that's not right. And he didn't. I mean, right. right. And sense he didn't fail if you've this, seen him do the, the tricks. This, it, this,
1: this yeah. joke is designed to fail because right, he's, right. Supposed to, he's supposed to get the wrong card, right. and then the punchline of this thing was, well, at least I got a free feel out of it. Oh,
6: yeah. Well, that's not even the thing though. He 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 intentionally made it look like he failed. Yep. He said, "Oh, at least I got a free feel out of it." That was the punchline of the joke, and then. He finished the trick yep. and her card popped out of that deck that was drawn onto the paper
1: yep yep so what happened so not, well, he, after this, this happened was it a thing that went on Twitter and people started working out or was there immediate booing or what was the crowd well, reaction at the moment
6: I, I as soon as like as soon as she came off stage one of the members of the two of the members of the SOC the student orientation committee walked over to her and I could see up there like because I wasn't so far away you can see. I saw up there, they were talking to her like something was wrong. Then I saw a few of the team supervisors walk out of Elliott Hall of Music. And I was like, something's wrong. And I just waited for it and waited for it. And nothing else like that even happened. So we get through, you know, halfway through. He comes out in the audience to do another trick. And um, he's asking for volunteers. And he walks up to a girl and he says, stand up, and she refused, wouldn't do anything, and he said, fine, be like that, like just messing around, and then she stood up and like tried to rip the microphone from his hand, and he just pulled it away and kept walking and went to another one. Then this girl, he asked another one, and she wouldn't stand up. So at this time, I knew they're protesting whatever his act is going to be. I knew something was wrong, and they've been contacted by um, one of the SOC members, and in the end, I found out they were. So we were sitting there waiting. He finally got a volunteer because a girl just got up and volunteered. And the trick wasn't even bad. You know, it was just a normal magic trick. And he turned like a, a tissue rose into a real rose. It, and he went back up on stage. Later on in the show, you know, he was um, cute as a, well, labeled as a ventriloquist. At no point in the time did he bring a puppet. He brought one out and it didn't come. <laughs> I mean, it was but he um, had a dog and he blew up a balloon and then made the dog, like, fly off his hand. I mean, he just threw it off. It was done. But then he was like, man, I find a puppet. So, he got another volunteer. And you knew he knew something was up, too. So, another girl didn't step foot on the stage. He started calling guys. Uh, So, he gets up there, and he goes, well, there's one condition, you know. Usually, when you're a ventriloquist, the dummy sits on the lap, you know, the ventriloquist's lap. And it just... (laughs) You know, he's sitting there, he's waiting, he doesn't do it, he goes, he starts backing up, and then then he, he makes a, um, he says, back that shit up. That's what he says. So he likes to sit down on him. And, you know, it's like everyone, that's when the majority of the people walked out. They all took offense. People were yelling, dropping the bomb at him. you know, mm-hmm. in the crowd, booing him. And then everyone got all to say well out of the place. Not even everybody. And it said in the news we were instructed to leave. Not once were we instructed to leave. And it said the music was played over his performance. And not once did that happen.
2: So did he actually call himself the Matt Lauer of magic? Uh, yeah, he did. He did. He
4: did <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah.
1: So what's it been like? Is it is it died down or are the or do you have you have? News crews out there talking to everybody. You obviously, get the Boss hog Liberty, which is a big deal in your hometown. I, I, I but
6: seen news. I haven't seen one. Hmm. Um, you know, everybody's talking about it over here. I'm I'm, I'm just like, in, yeah. in this day, I'm only 19 years old, and like, it's just like, you know, people always, are always worrying about stepping on each other's toes, and that's what that was. I mean, everyone just gets butt hurt anymore.
3: Well, and the thing is, a part of it too, right, is that people have, especially again, coming on the heels of that presentation, sometimes have difficulty recognizing context, right? The, this is not the context it, yeah. of, say, a boss, you know, go, you know, Harvey Weinstein, right, harassing actresses who he has power over and who he can get. I mean, this is a very, very different context. Even if the even if you think the f- the physical behavior was a problem and it's not clear it was but even if you think it is right again it's in a really really different context of, of someone essentially volunteering to come up on stage and be part of this you if you get up on stage at a live performance anywhere you better be prepared that something
4: you like you're, you're gonna get embarrassed right you're, you're gonna get embarrassed show. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: you' are part of the show that's right And um, it's
6: not it's- Just what you guys have seen and many people have seen in the video, she places her hand. He doesn't take her hand once, touches her once, takes her hand and puts it on his leg. Well, she does, or herself. She didn't have to.
5: Well,
4: Mason, thank you very much for for joining us, man.
5: Mason, I got a couple questions for you before you leave. (laughs) Uh, I have a cousin thinking about going to Purdue. Uh, How good is the food there?
6: (laughs) Well, personally, I just came back from the dining court before you guys called. Nice. nice.
4: What do you have? Um,
6: you know, I, I had a nice uh, what I have sloppy Joe and some chicken, some mm. cookies, chocolate cake, and icing. One out, uh, out of ten. No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You
1: you were an athlete at Tri, were you not?
6: Oh yeah, that's different here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, you're giving up on that dream now, and you're just working on the
4: freshman fifteen in the first month.
6: Yeah, freshman 15 or freshman yeah. 30, it depends on yeah.
3: how I what? Well, well, like we say, you know, <laughs> when the marginal cost of food is zero, right, you're just going to keep going.
5: From 1 to exactly. 10, Exactly. how good is the food? Uh,
6: depends on the dining court.
1: Okay. You got them picked out? Overall, you
6: got, you... I'd give this, overall, I'd give this place 7 out of 10 on the food.
1: Nice, Ooh, nice.
5: That—that nice. huh. For a college man, yeah, I could right. it could be pretty scary sometimes. Okay. Last question. This is a big one for my cousin. How hot are the women?
3: <laughs> he says after we just do this whole segment. I
6: walked in expecting something a little more than what I've been the card I've been dealt.
4: One
1: to ten. It's
6: probably about a five. It's not. It's not <laughs> if
5: you're looking for a
6: elect- not an education, you might want to go to like IU. Yeah, or... that's where my
1: wife went. and She's very hot, so I would say IU for sure. <laughs> All right.
6: Um, so yeah, they're they're a little different here. I think they're more focused on an education here. <laughs> All right, All thanks, right. Mason. Thank
1: you very much, Mason. Congratulations right. on uh, on on your academic achievements. Uh, you're going to be the uh, the next great pharmacist at a tri high university. Right. There's a I don't know how it's happened, but there's this pipeline of pharmacists that have tried it to Purdue. Uh, <laughs> and find some time
3: to take some economics. There's really good econ profs there. There you go.
6: I am in a microecon class right now. I'm actually double majoring. Excellent. In, uh, with um, another major in business management.
1: So. Good. Uh, if people want to follow yeah. you, be anything, promote Mason. You're on the show. You want to Instagram follows. You got anything? Anything cool?
6: Oh, absolutely. Follow me. My handle's uh, R O T T four four two on uh, Instagram. Then my Twitter's R O T T four four zero two on Twitter.
1: Awesome, man. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. It's. Uh, we're we're proud of you and uh, we're uh we're excited to watch uh, watch how things go and spread the word about the boss hog up in uh West Lafayette.
6: Oh, absolutely we'll do.
1: All right, man. Good talking. All right, thanks. Rex Bell uh Rex Bells in the chat and he said he sat behind a bunch of guys waving dildos at the Libertarian National Convention in Orleans. How could he possibly be offended?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, so I watched some of this guys act real quick before we move on. I watched some of it on YouTube. I like not even just that specific act, just his other stuff that he'd done. Uh, I had a better show in uh, at Zanies in Chicago this weekend than anything he puts on. So I'm thinking that some of the outrage and the walkout is people were just getting tired of it.
1: Well, it, it, that was
2: new information. <laughs> I had not heard that they had just gone through sexual
1: harassment training, yeah, and then, yeah. you send, really then you send important. this this guy out there. So they're all like, oh, "See something, say yes. something." Right. And here right. it is.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's exactly and right. The, right. The poor guy was set up to fail. Right. Understand? Yeah. I mean, understandable in one sense, even if it's part of this whole. We've seen all these other comedians say how they won't play college campuses anymore for just this sort of reason. But yeah, this this to do that to have him do that act right after that presentation. Not surprisingly, they're gonna they're gonna read the the, the thing differently than
2: you. Might you have, have to wonder if that didn't cross his mind beforehand. Like, yeah. maybe I should. You
3: also have it. to know whether he even knew the schedule, right? You oh yeah, know that's if he true. even knew that, right? So that's uh, yeah. you
1: parachute in and you yeah, yeah right exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you don't know what you're getting <laughs> into. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's
3: like you said, he's on the road doing all these shows. You just pop in, do your show, pop out, right? What do you know? But yeah, get.
4: So, yeah
1: it, it's been this theme and it, between between the Papa John story and and then this thing at Purdue and now Bob Lamey, the you know the guy who's been the voice of the Indianapolis Colts for 32 of the 35 years he's been in Indiana mm. uh, and he used a word apparently that's uh, that's been reported in that media the it's being it's it's percolating out and, and you're getting different reports and getting the full story. Um, it is a very it, it's a time of change. Yep. And it, the language that you're allowed to use and the things you say and the settings you say them in um, it's
3: it's we are very reactionary as a society. Yeah, we, yeah, and sometimes with justification, right? I mean, you know, you can't do you can't say the word "snotter" said even in a context where you're not calling someone that and expect to not have consequences. You just can't. The word the word is too toxic. You know, other kinds of things like like the produce thing we're, we're talking about here, right, are, are more complicated. Uh, but, you know, even there, understandably, in some sense, in the world of Me Too, you can see why people would overreact. Uh, I mean, I think this sounds to me like it was an overreaction, but you can understand it. And, and it's that, you know, the pendulum will start to swing back, I think, at some point. We'll hopefully get to a more reasonable place. But the danger, of course, is that one of the dangers of making big deals out of nothing is that then everything starts to be nothing. And we don't want to be there either, right? I mean, we really do want to put the Harvey Weinsteins in jail. We want that to happen, right? But if everyone starts believing, oh, it's all, you know, politically correct left-wing nonsense right that's not good either so i think it's it's important for us to be careful and look at the details like we've just been having that conversation and figure out exactly what's going
1: on we will continue this conversation we'll uh, we'll we'll announce now that next thursday uh, we're gonna have stand up comedian on the show yeah. uh magically uh, it, this is literally the way it worked out we plan our stuff months in advance it seems like but uh, chris bowers uh the stand-up comic who owned morty's comedy club and you've heard him on bob and tom bowers is going to be joining us uh thursday next week so uh, that'll be a really interesting yeah. conversation to hear. You know what's the culture like in yeah. stand up comedy yeah. and what you can say and what you can get away with. Mm-hmm. And you know he, he had a club and operated it moderately mm-hmm. successfully uh, for a few years and it's it's gone now. And um, yeah, there's, tragically. There, yeah, I love we loved Morty's. Uh, we really enjoyed going to Morty's. So, uh, but we're going to talk to Bowers and and talk about what stand up comedy has in the future and and what you're allowed to do and. And this dance you do with language, because that's a part of the yeah. actor, the skill in comedy. Is you go to listen to those shows to dance on the edge and to have have some fun. And man, it could be a career ender.
3: Yep. It's yeah. just, it's it's knowing where the edge is is the problem. My my daughter is a is a comedy writer and performer. Uh, and and I know that that you know as a woman in particular, right? You're you're struggling with that. You're struggling with try to make your way in what's still a male dominated profession. So yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so now let's, we're let's ready get into for the, the main topic, the main
1: the meat. Are you going to upset any of the vegans that listen to the show? We, we go that way.
2: It's all right. <laughs> Protest me. I dare you.
1: As long as it's locally sourced, <laughs> right, organic, grass-fed Koger right. beef.
2: I don't think Koger beef is grass-fed. They eat in
1: the field. Uh, they have some grain, too, but they eat grass.
4: All right, well, but they're not, not 100%. Exclusively.
1: So we had this conversation. We talked about this a minute ago. We kind of teased it. Uh, Chris Galt was going to be here, and then we accidentally got Chase instead. Thank you, Chase. My bad. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, We Are Libertarians just printed some T-shirts up about a month ago, and Chris Spangle did the same thing that we've done on this show where we have a special event. We have some T-shirts that are available for purchase, limited run. You order your shirts, and then they get direct shipped to you, $20, $25 a piece. The show gets a cut. We do well. You guys get your merchandise. Everybody's happy. Those are done through some .com website. Uh, Galt said, you are a terrible person. You should have found a local supplier and ordered 200 T-shirts or 300 T-shirts and paid for the T-shirts and mailed them out and shipped them, and you would have made more money,
2: and you would have
1: supported
2: supported a local local. business. That was his biggest thing was you." Uh, supporting the local business owners because somehow Steve in our society there's this entrenched idea that if you if you buy from Walmart or from Amazon instead of buying at your local uh, boutique or whatever somehow you are not you do not have the moral high ground yep comparatively to the other people and so that's a that was the whole argument that we started having with Galton it was like and the crazy thing was is that one of the other co-hosts on We Are Libertarians works,
3: works there. Yeah, worked <laughs> works for the, for the company. Yeah. But it
2: doesn't matter because it's not a locally owned
1: business. And we hear people say that all the time. We, we, it, yeah. This is a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's we don't want these global corporations coming into yeah. our community, right? Uh, you know, But Boar's Head has hundreds of jobs in our yep. town, uh, but they're not owned here. Their headquarters isn't here. One,
3: one Walmart supercenter four hundred to 500 jobs. So yes. What's what should be happening? How should we be looking at this, Steve? Uh, well, um, I d- I noticed I was looking at the show notes. Um, you, I wrote a piece on this a while back for for Fee somewhere. I'll, I'll dig it up for you guys. But but I, okay. So a couple of things to think about. Um, when there's. There, I think the problem with this is people want to grab the moral high ground for, buy, for shop locally. And what I would say in response, you don't get the high ground. It's not that it's wrong to shop locally or that it's automatically better to buy from Amazon or Walmart or whatever. There's trade offs all over the place. I just think it, to say one is clearly better or more morally right than the other, that's the problem. So just as a couple of kind of responses to the usual arguments you hear, um, the, 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 the claim that it's more environmentally responsible to buy locally – Consider a couple of things. If you go to Walmart or Target, you can buy everything in one trip, right? That's the cool part. You go to Costco. You get a living room set and a bunch of salmon, right? I mean, it's okay. you, you And you make and one trip. The, and the grill to cook it on. And the grill to cook it on. And you make one trip in your instead of multiple trips, right, to all kinds of different places all over the place. Even if you order from Amazon, you order multiple things, it comes in one of those white Amazon vans, shows up at your door, right? So, so there's plenty of – of environmental savings that way. And it's not like, you know, the, the giant truck that it's being shipped from wherever, right, is not – the fact that there's one more package on it doesn't make that much of a difference. Yeah. In fact, there's some studies that show it's even cheaper to, to send stuff long distance. This, there's food miles studies that look, look at this too. So, so that that's not – that I think is not really good. The environmental argument is not going to fly. Um, I think the other thing to think about is it's usually the case that the Walmarts and Amazons are cheaper. And if you're, if you're buying something that – now there was a, there's a group that's going to jump in
1: immediately and say they're cheaper because it's on the back of the labor that they pay low labor and they beat well, up on their okay. suppliers. Come
3: back to that in a minute, but but assuming for the moment it's cheaper, right? That's that savings that pe- that local people have that they can now have more money to spend also on other local stuff. Years ago, when I was living in New York State, you'll you'll recognize this story right away. Uh, I was living in Canton, and they were going to build a, a Walmart uh, supercenter up in Potsdam. And so I was asked by the local Republican committee, or whatever, to to be on a panel presentation to defend Walmart, which I was happy to do. And uh, the it was great, by the way. The crowd was about three to one pro Walmart, right? Um, and the, my favorite moment was the the one of the women on the anti Walmart side was a local preacher, uh, and and you know she got up and said how she can how she tells her. Parishioners all the time, right? That they should keep, you know, con- small footprint, consume, lo- you know, little and locally, and 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 ant- be anti-consumer and all that. So I, I got up at my next turn. I said, I said, look, that's great, and you're welcome to tell your parishioners that. But the moment you try to put that into law, I have real First Amendment concerns here, right? And the audience loved that, right? I came home. I told my – now my ex-wife, I said, well, (laughs) if the house gets hit by lightning, now you know why because I (laughs) had to take down the preacher woman tonight. Yeah, so Uh,
2: so, I found your article actually on on Fee, and it is titled uh, Economic Localism is No Better Than Economic Nationalism. And the thing – okay, so I started reading the first paragraph. Okay, listener, the thing that I love most about reading Steve's work is his wonderful vocabulary. And I I love your use of language, and uh, uh, so like the first sentence is: as Black Friday has continued to expand in recent years, one response to its orgy of discounts and deals has been to promote the following day. Yeah, so yeah. I
3: I'd love that. Right. Well, that's, thanks. Uh, I, so so I think, and I think that's so. So for me, that's that's the that's the part of the issue here is is that these like Walmart and all these the big box stores. Amazon's a little more complicated. But they offer opportunities, both work opportunities and in small towns like you, you know, in St. Lawrence County, right? One of the – one woman got up at this presentation. I have two, two teenagers got up and said, we need jobs, right? But one woman got up and she, she kind of says, look at me. I can't go into the boutique stores in Potsdam or Canton and find anything that fits me. The only place I can go to find stuff that fits me is Walmart." Right, and then other people. One woman said, "said I don't want to have to drive 25 miles to Ogdensburg to get diapers when I could be able to get them here, you know, five minutes away." So, so
1: St. Lawrence County, New York, yeah. is probably – it is one of the if it is the largest county in the state of geographically, New York, yeah, but and it's one of the smallest populations. So it's a, if you picture our area, it's it's basically like a a nine county area in Indiana
3: with lots of small towns and hamlets. And it's also fairly poor. It's it's in the bottom 25 yeah. in, percent uh, income wise. And so you know these folks are saying, hey, we need jobs, we need cheap we need cheaper goods, right? And this was t- maybe what, ten years ago, not as many people had Internet access and Amazon wasn't quite Amazon yet. And so the idea of you know, it was easy for the wealthier people to say, oh, we don't want Walmart because it'll spoil, you know, the pristine countryside when they had internet connections, could shop that way, or they traveled a lot, like they, you know, I was my family's in Detroit, so we would go to Detroit every once in a while. We'd get some stuff that we couldn't find locally. But if you don't have those if financially, you don't have those opportunities, having a place like Walmart, right, is is great. So and the other thing to remember about these it's not like the people they hire drive in from five hundred miles away. These are your friends and neighbors they're right. hiring. They yeah. are local businesses. That that's the part we that's 450 jobs that are going to people in your community. I'm going to stay with Walmart because I know Walmart the best. They also give back, right? They sponsor all kinds of, you know, Little League baseball teams and all kinds of stuff like that. They're really involved in the community. So sort of to argue somehow that the only people making money out of this, right, are sort of far off whomevers. Also remember, who owns Walmart stock? Lots of institutional investors. That's your retirement program, right? So, mm-hmm. so again, the, the the notion that somehow these organizations, you know, the Walmarts and the Amazons, are don't have a local component to them. Oh, and I know the one other thing I want to say to get to Jeremiah's point from earlier. Okay. So Walmart a few years ago came out in support of raising the minimum wage. Now why would Walmart do that? It's relevant to this sort of they you know they they, they don't pay their workers enough. The reason is that Walmart pays their workers more than the mom and pop stores do, right? And so they they want to raise the minimum wage because it will hammer the mom and pop stores. So one of the things to keep in mind here, you know, if you want to argue, well, Walmart keeps their prices low because they don't pay their workers very much. Actually, they pay more than the mom and pop stores do. That's why they want to see the minimum wage go up. So, you know, and, and again, if you're living in these towns, as I did for 27 years, right, finding employment opportunities for young people is really tough. When you get Walmart in there, suddenly you got something. Well, and the yep. consumer the consumer benefits from having
1: the store there. Yeah. Uh, Rushville, the next city south of us here, about twenty miles south of Newcastle, where our studios are, uh, they had a small. They didn't have a. They didn't have one of the supercenter WalMarts. They had a small Walmart, and it closed last earlier this year. Now the people of the city are disappointed and mad that the products they would buy at Walmart they can't get, so they have to drive to Newcastle or Greensburg to go or to Shelbyville to get those products.
2: Yep. Yep. So, yeah. So, whenever I was writing the show notes, um, I I gave us a list of all of the of the top arguments that that came from a paper that uh, that is titled uh, Indie Impact Study Series, a national comparative survey with the American Booksellers Association on. uh Yeah. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. So th- this is where it's all come from. My favorite point that they made was point number two. Uh, in in this paper, which is you conserve your tax dollars, and the argument that they made was somewhere along the line of shopping in a local business you shop, district. You save your tax dollars. Yeah, it says that if you shop local, then you're not driving as far, and so therefore, less wear and tear. Yeah, less yeah. wear and tear on the infrastructure. And I thought, how ridiculous is that? Do you know how
3: much how much money in taxes? the walmart down the road is paying. right? <laughs> and again go back to the amazon argument all right you want to be more efficient use of the roadways put everything in one truck instead of 40 people taking their own uh, cars. steve that's right. not yeah. even
2: going to be an issue
3: in 10 years we're just going to yeah. have drones doing right it. well that's there. even better <laughs> right even better yeah so i mean yeah I, I, look all of this said this doesn't mean it's a bad idea to shop locally right it's perfectly fine in fact i'll just tell you a quick story up in fishers right um when we moved up there i was looking for you know to Hardware store type stuff. And one of the interesting things about where we are, we're like on 116th, uh, 131st in Allisonville. Um, There's no Lowe's or Home Depot that's really close, right? It's 15 minutes to the nearest one, which is not not terrible, right? But it's not like around the corner. And so I was kind of – I thought this is weird. Then I realized there's a small little do-it center on Allisonville Road and 116th. Yep. Five minutes away. Local hardware store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Five minutes away. And I went there one time. I was like, actually – I said, this place is really nice. <laughs> it's bigger than I thought. It reminds me of the little ones in St. Lawrence County, right? But it's bigger, physically bigger. They got great plants and the staff is really nice. And it's five minutes from the house, right? And and now now they are a little more expensive than Lowe's or Home Depot, but I'm happy to shop there and keep that place in business because even though they're a little more expensive, the service is great. Uh, you know, we bought a. We bought a grill there and some other stuff. And they, and so they're really, really good. And, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? We all have to make that. I'm, I'm thrilled to have a,
1: in my situation. I live on the south side of Newcastle. And about four years ago, Gilman's opened up a do-it-best center in yeah. Newcastle. It's the only lumber yard we have in town. And it keeps you having to drive 30 miles yeah. to the next town to go get lumber or uh, or countertops or paint, yeah. high-quality paint. Uh, so it, it's great to have. The The thing that I think a lot of us lose sight of is that if there's a product that you're going to buy at a local store and it's going to cost you two times what it would cost to buy it at on online, it means that you're not going to be able to buy another product yeah, locally that yeah, you would have. Exactly. So if I'm looking at yard signs for my campaign, all right, I'm, I'm running for county council, uh, okay. Jeremiah Morrill uh, for the Henry County Council. You uh, are? It, yeah, really? Yeah, really?
3: Absolutely. I didn't know. Uh,
1: great, great opportunity <laughs> to uh, vote for freedom. Anyway, the uh, – <laughs> shameless plugs. Uh, you're welcome. The uh, – I'm looking at yard yeah. signs. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm going to look at a local vendor and they're going to charge me $500 for yard signs or I can go online and buy them for 200 it means that I can spend $300 more that I've raised on something else and I may be able yep. to select a local vendor. And then they get, get – that work still gets done right. and the campaign benefits and even more product are sold.
3: Right, and I want to note – and this is I think a point that's in the fee article that Dakota pulled up. This is the exact same logic with international trade, right, that when we buy – if I buy Chinese – made tv cheaper i've got money left over in my pocket to buy perhaps u.s made stuff that i otherwise wouldn't have been able to buy if i bought this. so so again right i mean it's, the, it's which the, raises our standard of living right yeah. everybody's standard of living right. got better because now i have two of something right right and and let's note by so the you're way you're richer right you're richer and and the chinese got better off too right i mean you know the fact that we, i bought the, the the chinese made tv means there's a bunch of chinese workers who are doing better than they were too and arguably they are in the they need it more than we do, but you know that's uh, right.
2: Like, uh, like the eye pencil. Yeah, y- yeah, you know, like uh, yeah. In the fee article, uh, you did write about that, and uh, I forgot we were going to talk about IT shirt with Chris. <laughs> yeah, we were going to. Yeah, we, that's right. gonna ah. go
1: totally locally sourced, and we're going to yeah. make him grow his own cotton. Yeah, and and dye his own wool. or You know, get yeah. his own dyes, and 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 pr- yep. do everything
2: local. He's going to do everything locally. You brought up uh, Ben Powell's book called uh, Out of Poverty. Yep. Sweatshops in the global economy. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've read a little bit. You've written about this yeah. before. By the
3: way, Ben will be one of our speakers in the spring. Uh, really, football state. So just
2: a little plug for that. Are, are you still putting all of your lectures online?
3: Uh, all of my my class lectures. Yeah, yeah, the same ones. I'm, re, I'm I'm teaching online again this semester. Uh, mostly because I'm, I still don't have an immune system, or at least I don't, I don't have a complete immune system. It didn't make us wear the SARS masks. So no, 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 I didn't even check if you guys were healthy, but, but, uh, this is interesting. I'll just, if you get a stem cell transplant, if anyone ever happened to get a stem cell transplant, one of the things to know is that it wipes out your immune system. And, and so you get your white blood cells and all that back, but you have to go through your childhood immunizations again. Really? I got nothing. I got nothing, right? I lose all. It's like, it is like wiping, like reformatting a hard drive. You lose everything.
1: So, so you got your MMR, your polio, I, got, I Well, those. not yet,
3: right? That's the thing. Not till six months. So December, I get all that stuff. Uh, and so, and you lose all your cold immunities too. Right, you're Ooh, so man. Everything you've had, you've, you're subject it's to yeah. again. Yeah, I'm subject to again. Exactly. Uh, which is the whole? I mean, that's the treatment, right? You want to? It's my immune system is the problem. So doing this, we've thing. rebooted it. Yes, exactly. That's, in fact, my Facebook profile when I was having it done was all all jokes related, sort of computer images of rebooting or. Yeah. Wiping Did you try turning address. it on? Yeah, <laughs> turning, right, it on, yeah. turning it back on. again? No, because that's when they get the paddles out. <laughs> we, we, we didn't want. We didn't want that. Uh, but but anyway, yeah. So so I'm so I'm teaching online again because. It's silly to expose myself. The students to, are dirty, right? They're germy, disgusting. Well, Eighteen and, and twenty. Right? Back to the point
2: about yeah, the about the Immune system. Really quick. I yeah. saw your your post this week about uh, the uh, the vaccines, and yeah. I, I, I I thought about it before.
1: Kind yeah, of, yeah, that, but not. That, really There's in that adults context. running
3: around out there without immune systems that you need. Oh, to that's true. You yeah, could,
1: this is your yeah. chance to anti-vax. You can just <laughs> yeah.
3: not take them, right? Or, or scream at everyone else who isn't. But yeah, <laughs> so so. God, I hope we, Steve we... doesn't get autism. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> well, uh, that ended Dakota's career. Yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Oh, yes, we were. So I'm teaching online again. So all those videos that were are still they're still on YouTube. All the videos that were were up are still there. Yeah. So cool. Um, you can right. find those. That's for my for my intro class. Here.
2: Yeah, I'm glad to see him again. I, Chase, my, do you feel like you just
1: got a first grade econ uh, d- explanation? Do you, mean, any,
2: do you have any questions from the from the third
1: row? He's
3: looking at porn over there. Yeah,
1: i so. will yeah. <laughs> be honest, guys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's I, looking at
5: porn. I'm telling you. <laughs> I am trying to get my fantasy league together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's it's you know it's middle aged guy porn. Right? It is.
5: It is really hard to get twelve guys to agree on one night.
1: For, for a draft. I haven't even tried. I haven't even tried yet. I haven't reset our league, uh, my, my league that I'm trying to get chased into. I've never
3: done – I did that whole thing on fantasy football, right, for mm-hmm. IHS. But I've never played – I've never actually been in a league. And and I think one of the reasons I don't want to do it is it will make me over-invested in the NFL. <laughs> right, that I'm going to care too much about what happens every week. Yeah, remember, you don't want to remember, I grew up in Detroit. I'm a Lions fan, so I have problems here to begin with. You're going
1: to love Golden yeah. Tate in the third round, right, right, right. <laughs> and so,
3: you know, it's bad enough I have to turn on and watch the Lions. You know, uh, well, and you don't want to. Mediocrity. You don't want to
2: overly support those god dang flag kneeling. Well, yeah. there's that. yeah, right. All those commie NFL players. <laughs> I'm waiting for the fee article that says, love my country or get out. Yeah. No, nope. <laughs> not happening. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. What do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of this last point uh, that came from that study that said that uh, local business owners donate to the community at twice the rate of uh, uh, corporations?
3: I, I honestly do I don't know whether – what they were measuring and whether that's true. So, I, I mean, I, uh, it, it's certainly possible. Neither are do I. They didn't cite so, anything. So – but the one thing I would say is, look, you can donate to the – Community, right? You can donate your time and resource and those. Th- but the other thing you can do for the community is to create jobs and offer low prices and, and so on, right? It's it's not. This is part of that moral high ground, right? To sort of claim that the charitable stuff is what we count as working for the community, and we don't count the the, the sort of economic benefits that come from sort of the normal profit seeking activity of firms. That's the problem, and I think again this goes to a sort of deeper philosophical issue where we tend to
4: uh,
3: overly credit people's intentions right oh well clearly if you're donating and you're being charitable right it, we can understand that you are trying to intentionally do this good thing whereas the, you know, walmart is trying to maximize return to its shareholders or whatever it's seeking profits the fact that that unintentionally does all these good things we don't count as much morally and i think it's an interesting question whether yeah. that's that's what we should do right ah. I mean, what is it what do, do the intentions matter that was, the, uh, that was the perfect
2: answer. That's exactly what I was hoping you would say. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> that's
3: why you guys are paying me the big bucks to be on the show, my, <laughs> yeah, my, my, free, right. my free water. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wait, I, I'm sorry, Tom. Not... We just have, we have a money tree revenue <laughs> installed. Yeah. I'm sorry, Can I get one of
1: those Perrier. helmets with
3: two beer things
2: on it? <laughs> I, I only had one Perrier left in the refrigerator, so... And that one's for me tomorrow. Okay, well,
1: all right. We're starting to work on decorations. If people are listening and watching and want to start uh, decorating the new studio, I had – Donya Lester is leaving. Uh, she's retiring as the uh, – uh, from Purdue University and the Ag College. She's uh, She's been their alumni uh, group leader uh, for for 20 years. So she's got a whole office full of stuff. So she's, she's getting – she's going to be a guest next month. Uh, it will be for her first post-collegiate – she can speak freely and tell us what she really thinks, um, but unlike Steve, who just does it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's she, tenure. <laughs> she's fine. Uh, she uh, she's bringing us a uh, Bobby Knight poster uh, where he was wearing the Purdue colors. It's so like life size. Oh, too. Wow! Yeah, it's it's huge. gonna be. It's and you like, need a it's little chirp. Need some
3: chirp chirp swag.
1: Hey, yeah, help hook us up, see, man. Let me see what I can. Do. Well, she's, You got she's, any old Papa John uh, stuff you want to no, put on the wall?
2: He didn't tell you she's leaving. She decided to leave Purdue because of Andy Gross. <laughs>
3: yeah. that's, well, between that's Gross it. and Schnatter, right? I mean, yeah, you know, you, yeah, it's yeah. just well, too much time to get out. Just hashtag
2: gross is gross. That mm-hmm. was the hashtag trending on Twitter. Yep. Have you ever uh,
1: generated a hashtag? it protested you enough to create a hashtag? No, anger? no,
3: but but I will. I, when I was at St. Lawrence uh, in the late '90s, when the when the sort of anti-WTO and anti-free trade stuff in Seattle and all that was happening, there was a faculty member in the sociology department who had sort of whipped his students into an anti-free trade frenzy. And and I had just moved from the econ department over to my associate dean job, and the secretary from econ calls me one morning. She says, "You need to come over here right now." And I go over there, and these guys had uh, this, these students had uh, chained the doors to the econ building. <laughs> uh, they had put crosses out on the lawn for all the people that free trade had killed, and drew like chalk, bu- you know, chalk coffins on the, on the ground. And they were passing literature out. and and wow. uh, and I walked and I walk by one. one says this one says to me like do you know what gets taught in these econ classes not knowing right and I'm like yes I do do you it's not clear right because uh, and and the 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 Watertown TV station was out, so it was a WTTY, all, W-N-N-Y, Yeah, oh, W N N Y. You said N-N-N-Y? all
2: of the people that free trade has killed. Yeah, because capitalism.
3: We know capitalism kills people, right? It's yeah. evil. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So never so mind. It was, it, never yeah. mind
2: the hundred and ten million right. people that have died from uh, well, right. communist-controlled yeah. economy. Yeah, yeah we do count them.
4: Have they? Has
1: anybody talked to you uh, or asked you about at uh, this trade war we've started and agriculture
3: and what it's doing to our soybean farmers? We had some. We had some some bean guys in here a couple months ago. I no one's. I haven't done any media local media or anything on it um i've seen some clips of indiana farmers being pretty upset right uh and getting that's getting, the you
1: know as really we killed have, by it if we, as we've raised these tariffs on steel and aluminum the you know that's the right hook we've sent and the retaliation yeah. has been on, right. on soybeans right. which has caused uh pricing to drop so right. these guys it, right soybeans are a, an annual thing right yep. so you've you sold your crop last year, and now you 've got pricing locked in this year, so they're they just know something's coming, but right. you haven't sold anything yet
4: yeah.
3: yeah no, and this is you know the 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 image of the trade war right is 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 the is the gun that backfires in your own face, right? That you think you're shooting someone else, but you're ultimately shooting, you know, shooting yourself. Yeah, it's um, the the old Elmer Fudd, right? Shotgun, that's, right, that's right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and and uh, you know, did you see this John Oliver clip that's been going around too from a couple nights ago? I guess it was where he did this whole. Long- yeah, it was the HBO thing on. He
1: did one on HSAs that I just watched. But well, this was 401Ks. this one. Was on, I haven't seen this one on one trade on, yet. This
3: on trade. It was great. It wasn't. I mean, it, was, it
1: wasn't misinformed. He no, was no. Correct. In fact, he was correct. It's been a minute since he's been right on one.
3: Yeah, so, no, he was correct.
1: Probably since uh, very correct. I mean, to the
3: point where several of my colleagues had said, even with the adult language, they were going to use it in class. Right? So, really? Yeah. It's about twenty minute clip actually. Yeah. So, Normally, he stuffs hmm. on YouTube. We'll have to look for that. Yeah, it's out mm-hmm. there. Um, it's. it's that's where I saw it. Yeah, so look for it. It was it's very good. His work um, on civil ass- his video on civil asset forfeiture was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, he no, was I, good on that one. Right, and it's you know this is something right really interesting. If two things are interesting about this, one, people on the left all of a sudden becoming free traders because <laughs> it's because Trump. So yeah. so right as, as libertarians yep. we we know
1: we yeah. we never have real huge power. So we we and. We get to be the people that beat the same drum over and over and over again. Right. And then the, the big D's and the big R's, they, when they're in power, they're here. And then they – I'm holding my hands out left yep. and right. And then we're going to swap. Yep. They trade. As soon, right. as soon as you lose majority, you swap. So, you know, so right. de- now Democrats are against bombing people, but they're for free
3: trade. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm glad to have them with me on the free trade side. I'm I you know I'm not sure how long they're going to stay there. Right. So, so that's really interesting. And the other, the other interesting thing here is – this is the kind of thing libertarians need to be better at, right? Having someone like this who can be funny uh, and and incisive and put something like this together and that's and make Chase. It work. You just yeah. described Chase. Really. Well, really? Yeah. That's that's yeah. Yeah. He's still trying to find a draft night. Over.
2: There.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's I think not, we've not even settled on a uh, Wednesday. Next, he, he's nice not Wednesday.
2: even uh, a member of the local libertar- libertarian party. They ask for a fee, man. <laughs> I like free stuff. <laughs> There's no such it's thing as twenty-five dollars a, a year, yes. man. Okay, so we were talking. We were talking a minute ago about civil asset forfeiture, mm-hmm. um, right. and in the group chat, whenever we were planning this, is uh, the, from the Cato Institute, Indiana, came oh, in uh, number three of overall personal freedom, freedom
3: in the United States of the fifty states. Yeah,
2: yeah. Do you know how they uh, map that out? it's a
3: it, it's a really they've got a lot of factors that fit right, into this precise yeah. I mean the weights are down to like 0.01% of the total right and it's got a lot of stuff in it, and personal freedom is like thirty four percent or something of, of that. So they're, it's they're not... looking at regulations, yeah. personal
1: freedom, economic freedom, right. lawsuits, yeah. land policies, right. marriage, education, it's, fiscal, right.
3: uh, marijuana policy, I mean everything, right? And so yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was I mean, crimes, so, health insurance. I, I'll all kinds be honest, of stuff. I, I was surprised to see Indiana number three. I was I was, I was not surprised to see New York number fifty, <laughs> Uh not at all. I was surprised to see number three because. I mean economic – in the in the recent uh, uh, Economic Freedom of the World Index, when I looked at the states, Indiana I think was number nine uh, and I wrote a – my colleague Todd Nesbitt and I did an op-ed about that in the monthly paper. Um, so on economic – number nine. But but you don't think of Indiana as a place that's high in personal freedom. No. Uh, no. Well, we got
1: those Sunday sales now.
3: Well, yeah, right. Well, but 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 that counted for something, right? Some yeah. of the li- the, the re- you know relaxation right. of alcohol Be- because we're up we're up by one rank right. since the last right. time right. they did and, it. And so they were, but they look at a broad range of things. If you're going to count gun laws, Indiana's gun laws are pretty good, right? Um, so some you know the stuff that they included in there actually I was so like, all right, that that makes sense.
1: Um, we have more casinos than we've ever had. Yes, that
3: was another one they had in, in there yeah. too. And now Caesar's Palace, by the way, has bought out.
1: They bought uh, uh, the, the racinos Hoosier and yeah and yeah uh, we. And they, and <laughs> Grant, we yeah. have we convinced ourselves that we are the most we we take a long time to get there we're we're all like churchill said about the americans that you know they eventually we get to yeah. the right thing uh, we convinced ourselves that it's okay to have racetrack horse racing and then we said it's okay if the horse racing tracks have video poker right and but god forbid we have any table dealers we can't have that yet and then we said we can have we can have a casino as long as it floats, and they have the casino has to float down the river. And then we said, ah, well, as long as it's floating, we can go ahead and just keep it to the dock, right? And way. then and then we had a lawn, landlocked area that said in Orange County that said, oh, we really want a casino, so they built a moat, so they put a boat in a moat, and we could have a casino in Orange County at West Baden. Yeah, and then uh, and then finally we said, the hell with it, we can just go ahead and build casinos so, wherever we want to.
3: So I'm a big blackjack player, right? And so when I you know Hoosiers, what twenty five minutes up the road from me to Fishers, right? So f- one time my wife was out of town. I said, all right, I'm going to go up and play. And I have to say it was one of the most disappointing casino experiences <laughs> of my life, uh, mostly because it's at the Blackjack's all video. There's a person, but you're playing these video machines, right? Yep. And like, so back to our earlier topic. Look, p- part of why I go to play Blackjack is I like hanging at a table with people who are enjoying them. That's the community aspect,
4: right? right. I don't yeah. care
3: if that you know, if I lose a little money, I lose a little money. I'm having fun, Uh and I don't want to get so. Oh, it was just so depressing, right? Like losing money felt awful because you're not even having the enjoyment, right? Out of you know the camaraderie that comes with actually having a dealer. Yeah, you know, that sounds, sounds like who... Dakota's
1: experience in the casino last year for our state convention, or <laughs> libertarian convention.
2: Well, that
3: was with actual people.
2: It, it just became awkward for me because I, I, you know, uh, is was getting ready to get married in a single-income household, so I wasn't trying to spend yeah. a lot of money. Yep. And I was playing next to a man who was betting with $100 chips. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I was like, uh, I feel super uncomfortable because now I feel bad that I've lost $50, mm-hmm. and he's uh, betting hundreds. But, yeah, I think that uh, going back to the Indiana being number three, yeah. I think that uh, right to work yep, that's helped big, us. Yeah, that's another big um, one too. Yep. And, and again
3: and, the, and and as as they point out in in that study right from a regulatory perspective we are pretty good right there's a couple of things they point to where we could be better but but uh and and another one that issue they raised we've not the Indiana has not raised the minimum wage state minimum wage right above the federal level so right. so that's another that's a biggie right so uh, and great uh 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 Educational options like you know so K twelve uh, vouchers and credits and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, so these, many these things count, right? So many people don't understand how how those things have an effect on personal freedom. Like that, because of the fight for fifteen that's yeah, going on right yeah. now, we have the whole every single person in the United States now is against Betsy DeVoe and. She, her voucher program so now all of that's screwed up for us yep. and no one looks past the now this videos on facebook right so that's that's really put the screws yep. to our whole uh political type discussions yep. but one question that uh, came in from a listener steven um he he was asking uh Actually, I'll, I'll just read you his question. Yeah. He says, Please ask the economists about how trails, sidewalks, and bikeability affect a community. First of all, Steven, he has a name. It's Steve. You should know that.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Easy to remember. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting question. So, I, I just in where we live in Fishers, just finished this bike trail that runs essentially from. Connor Prairie right down 131st and down Lantern Road and then kind of goes right into the municipal complex where like the library and all that stuff is. Uh, And already now that it's done, there's people out there biking and walking. And I think think those are good amenities to have, right? And I think one of the things libertarians perhaps don't talk enough about, even if you're inclined to be an anarchist libertarian – it seems to me anything that reduces the size of government down to the most local level possible is a good thing. Yep. So it's it's much, you know, it's harder, I think, for libertarians to complain as much about local government stuff. Often it's done better, not always. Often it's done better, but you have the ability to move, right? I mean, you, if you don't, if I'm a pissed at Fisher's, right, I can move, no, not to Carmel. Now, <laughs> but, you can go to you know, Westfield. Westfield or yeah. Noblesville. All right, yes. that's okay. There you never go. Carmel. So, just, so quick – just a quick story on this because I'm talking about this. Fishers has a great farmer's market, by the way. If you've never been on Saturday morning, it's a great farmer's market. Carmel has one too. The difference is that Carmel's farmer's market actually has a rule that says you may not bring dogs to the
2: farmer's yep, market. Yeah, I've been to Carmel's farmer,
3: farmer's what? market. What? Right. That's why I go is to go hang out with the dogs. I mean, the food's nice and everything. But <laughs> go hang out with the dogs, and it's just such a nice difference between Carmel and Fish Night. Like these hey, insider insider
2: information. Jesse dogs. Riddle actually runs the Carmel Farmers Market, apparently, with his hatred for dogs and children. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> there you go then. So,
3: but but that kind of stuff, right? I think to the, to to our what's his name again? Oh yeah, Stephen. Stephen. Yes. Steve Steven, Steve yes. Uh, I think his. It's a good question, right? And those things, I think, they matter. Uh, and those are ways that lo- – if, if you want to – if local communities want to attract people, right, what do you need? You need good schools. You need s- safety, right? And you need those sort of basic amenities, right? Do to, to the, to the streets have huge potholes? No? Good. Are the schools good? Yeah. You know, can you can you get down to the library? Yeah. That's all you need. You don't need these big sort of, you know, development plans and all this kind of stuff. People will come if you have the basics.
1: Here in our community, yeah. we've seen some some very nice improvements happening. Uh, one of our uh, we've got like five elementary schools in in, in the Newcastle School Corporation, mm-hmm. uh, and they've been putting in sidewalks in front of mm-hmm. the Riley Elementary School, the one in my neighborhood, and uh, our ma- literally Main Street and uh, the North South Street, and then Riley Road is one of our main East West arteries mm-hmm. through town. Uh, they're finally installing sidewalks there, and it's a great thing. Those are being installed now. I wish they went another 500 feet south to my neighborhood, but yeah. uh, eventually they'll get there. Uh, but it's a, it's a big deal, and it, it makes it does make a community more walkable. Right. So they've they've done a lot of work to try to make bike paths happen yeah. and walking. Yeah. That's it helps with the uh, with accessibility and
3: and, and when and you livability. think I mean, you know again, even as libertarians from a sort of tax perspective, whatever these are not expensive things in the big picture. Better that than you're than you're th- throwing you know subsidy money at all kinds of corporations who are going to not do anything productive. Right. Those aren't going to bring those aren't going to bring permanent jobs. Those aren't going to bring residents in. Right. I mean, you know, and and even with the school's point, it's not necessarily that you have to think in terms of public schools. If you have a locality that and if, and if the state allows for some flexibility for charter schools and so on. Right. Let the localities open it up as much as possible. It's about school quality. It's not about necessarily whether
1: it's public or public. So the city here has yeah, uh, Aaron Dick, in front of the show, has been talking about trash. This has been like his issue. He they had a trash ordinance. There was this thing about are we going to pick up large trash? When's it get done? That the he he and the mayor have been having this discussion, and and now they're saying okay, we've got a large trash ordinance in place, but now every time the city because the city runs its own trash company basically, yeah. they have their trucks and they run their schedule. So if you live in the city, you pay twelve dollars a month, and the city picks up your trash and takes care of it. So you're on their schedule. And I and they and now they have a program. Well, we're not charging enough money, so and we can't replace trash bins. And if the the lid gets messed up, they've got this list, and you're stuck on this list for years, and you can't get new things. And you're supposed shocking to be able, you're that supposed the city to, is. Yeah, right you're supposed to be able to get a free tra- second tro toter, but they've run out of toters. <laughs> so imagine the... imagine
3: what nationalized healthcare would look
1: like. So so Aaron is trying to solve this problem as as local governments do. He's he's, he's having conversations and saying, hey, if we take the fee from twelve dollars to fifteen dollars, we have a dedicated fee to replace these things. Um, what, you know, will that solve the problem? And I'm, I'm talking to Aaron and, and I've been talking to him all week about it. I said, you know, I have private trash service. So I, where I live, I live five doors down from city limits. So I don't pay the city for my trash. I, they, they don't offer it where I live. I pay whatever I pay, $19 a month or something.
2: Yeah. It goes to the same landfill, And it goes to
1: the same <laughs> landfill. I, I, it's directly with the landfill contractor and I could choose from three different yep. groups to do it. Yep. And I say, you know, if I, if something happens to my trash Trash bin lid because their their truck literally dropped the trash can today. The lid popped off. It's the second time it's happened. I called them. They send somebody out. And then a week within a week, my trash can lid is replaced and
2: my bin works yep. again. And meanwhile, if I, the city, I have been waiting year. for a year and a half. I've been waiting 18 months since when, I submitted a request for two new trash toters. So,
3: Hamilton County has multiple trash providers, right? So, when we moved to Fishers, I contracted with one. Not Republic, who is evil, uh, <laughs> but a different one. And then found out, like a couple weeks later, and I did not know this. We have a homeowner association that the HOA has a contract for the whole association. Oh, so you got to go with, them. with with one with one company, but not the one I went with, right? But here is the interesting part. So I so I called the one I went with, and I charged the whole year ahead of time because it was cheaper, right? And I called them up and explained what happened, refund like that, not even a question, right? We'll, re, we'll refund it. Let us know if you don't get it, you know. So again, the competition there. Even though the HOA mandates that we go with the one, and then there, and but the HOA could change that contract, right? So it's still. I mean, it's it's not that 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 if they you know they mess up, there's still exit options. Uh, but the, comp- the competition, man, it's, it's good.
1: <laughs> the yeah. Uh, yeah so I'm challenging the city, saying, why do you even have to out for trash service? Yeah. What what if you sold the trucks and you said, hey, you guys, you, we'll say we have a rule. Everybody has to have trash service. We have, we, we made yeah. it, You have to have health care, right? Yeah. Pick any trash service you want. Yeah. I don't care which one you have, but you, ha- you pick any one of the three, yeah. and then you get you get better service.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, better prices, even better mm. service. That's a, <laughs> uh, it's a teenage sweeper. It's Is big it, and that, big, big garbage. Yeah. <laughs> this has been trash talk with Dakota, C, <laughs> Dakota and uh, Chase and Jerry. Uh, Kirsten says that uh, she asked for a trash toter in 2010, and
3: she's still waiting. Right, yes.
1: she's buying a new house. Yeah. Instead. So just it's just, just to buy imagine, a house.
3: just imagine what nationalized healthcare would look like, right? That's why
2: That's, I'm moving. Yeah. Is it's easier to buy a new house? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reality is, government has really
1: good intentions. They want to make it work. But they can't react well. They can't just change their prices if they no, want and to. It's, and you have a – it's it's bureaucracy. So yeah, even if the best of intentions, it
4: doesn't yeah, work well. It. It's because structural it is norms.
2: designed to move slowly. It's supposed to move slowly, which is a good thing. Right. It's not a bad thing that government moves slowly because we obviously We'd be in bigger trouble if it moved Exactly. Yeah. So it's – it's not that it's Aaron Dickens' fault because he but it communicates. Is. It really is yeah. Aaron's fault. Right. No, but, yeah, but of it, course. It
3: is. Right. But this is an important point, right, especially in these debates we're seeing now about democratic socialism and all that, right? I just had a piece out today uh, on Cato's website, libertarianism.org, on this. But these problems are not because people are evil. They're not because – it's not that every democratic socialist is you know, Stalin behind the mask or something, right, but that these systems have structural failures in them. That even with the best of intentions can't do the things that that the people that people want them to do. Right, right, and and that's and those are problems that aren't problems that can be solved by getting better people or getting more ethical people or or whatever.
1: Exactly. Well, we're at that point where it's it's getting to be past Steve's bedtime. He, yeah, uh, no joke. <laughs> I got to drive an hour home, so yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got a cruise. Uh, so I, I guess we'll start final thoughts, Steve. You have anything to plug? You want uh, anybody uh, to read any articles? Uh,
3: quality well, uh, on social I will, media, I, I will. Plug that one again, libertarianism.org. Uh, I just had this piece out on on, on democratic socialism that came out today, so you can take a look at that. That's a Cato Institute project. Sometime soon, I think now maybe the very end of 2018, I have a big project with Cato on Austrian economics that has a series of video lectures and audio lectures and a, book, a sort of short ebook that will be out from them uh, soon. Uh, other things to plug uh, the, the now, the Institute, formerly known as, uh, we will be beginning our our uh, lecture series on September twelfth, Wednesday, September twelfth, with a guy named Chris Supernaw, who's a philosophy professor actually at University of New Orleans, will be talking about. Uh, Is he related
1: to Doug Supernaw, the
3: country music artist? I do not know. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, Chris will be will be talking about uh, incarceration, mass incarceration, and talking about some of the reasons why why. We have it in the United States and what, what we can do about it so that should be that should be good and, and as we have more speakers coming'll we'll, uh, we will get that word out and folks can the best place to follow me is on Facebook I'm right at 5,000 friends but you can always follow me you can follow my public figure page as well it doesn't get updated as often uh, and as I like as well as you guys know from my Facebook page uh, what is it it's a 5,000 person economics seminar in a bar. With really good food, uh, lots of good classic rock on. Uh, You're a huge Rush fan, I'm right? I'm a huge. I'm a huge I Rush, love fan. Rush Yeah. So we got and and uh, and really really good beer. So um, you know, come on down and uh, and join the party. Uh, if you if you have not friended me on Facebook, and you do. Send me a message that says you heard me on Boss Hog, and I will try to move you to the front of the line. <laughs> there <you laughs> go. There's, a, there's so, a line. This is this is part of the perks for get for yeah, Patreon, right? Go. If you if you you know if you pay for support through Patreon, you get to the top of the line for Horowitz's friend requests. Every so, time
5: I I listen to Rush, I think of bubbles from trailer park boys, <laughs> and you should <laughs> and you should <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh,
2: so have you had any uh, any other issues with the uncoke my campus people?
3: Uh, it's it's been quiet on campus. Uh, It'd be interesting to see whether the Schnatter Palooza re- reinvigorates them. That's what but I was the, interested the, in. The group of kids I think who were who were most active in that a couple of years ago graduated. So it was fairly quiet last year. There was a little bit about this time of year last year. Then it got quiet, and it's been quiet. I mean, the you know the the national organization poked a little fun uh, at me us for for being stuck with the not her name in that sort of window where we were stuck with it but now they can't do that anymore so I, I, you know I don't know um it's at ball state it's called the Progressive Student Student Alliance, yeah, Yeah, Yeah. was the group. And they're, ironically, they meet in our building, by the way, too, in the business (laughs) building, which is kind of funny. Uh, But they've been very quiet and they have their own thing going on and their own issues that they're interested in. So we haven't heard much from them. I'm sure that they will be rallying around, uh, what's her name, Cortez in New York and the Democratic Socialist stuff and all that, maybe. Though those, you know, maybe that's not radical enough for them. I'm not sure. Uh, But it's been quiet. And I suspect it will stay quiet. And and one of the interesting things that sort of Wake of the Schneider stuff, is that we're trying to uh, get a meeting with the Black Student Association and really sort of see what we can do to to find out where our missions overlap and see what, how we can. Yeah, work I had so a, I had a conversation. Would love with, to hear about that. It, yeah. yeah, I had a conversation with
2: a member of the Progressive Student Alliance there, and uh, I I ended up. Oh, I asked him something about Bernie's Medicare for All, and uh, just having a friendly conversation, and yeah. he's he told me. Bernie Sanders
3: is not left enough. enough. Yeah, no. So they are, they're out there. That group is out there, and that's, and, you know, thankfully it's probably why they don't get much done. Um, <laughs> but you know too many meetings. Uh, but yeah, I'm, they've been quiet, which is good. I mean, you know, for from our perspective, we, we're doing really good work with students, and we want to be able to keep doing it. Awesome. Um, but if they want to, you know, I'm happy to talk with them. I offer to them for. I've offered to sit down have coffee with them. My treat, not even coke money out of my own pocket. Uh, no takers. <laughs> not even coke money. There we go. Chase, what's, what's up in your world, man? Well, he's trying to decide whether to draft luck or not.
4: You're running
2: for
5: uh, for something coming up pretty the, soon. New aren't Henry you? County Council. Yes. Well, I, I want the I want the voters to know a little bit more about you. uh Oh, so this is, I, this, is the, this
1: is where the campaign <laughs> ended right here. <laughs>
5: I have some serious questions. All right, you've been married for a while now. What is your your favorite part about your wife?
3: Favorite part about my wife? Mm-hmm. I don't think he means body part. I think he, he means
4: something <laughs> else.
5: <laughs> what um, is your favorite part about you
1: being married to your wife? I I really enjoy the partnership. I do. Like mm-hmm. it's been that's been the best part. Uh, is I'm not going it alone anymore, Chase. you someday you'll get to find this out too, or feel it. But it's like it's like you're not on the, uh, you're not at the circus on the rope all by yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got a teammate, and that's yeah, been really team. cool. It's not a, it's not
3: a one person trapeze yeah. act anymore. Somebody right. else like, is letting the dog out line, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really I, I could have cool.
5: been that person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. it's legal in Indiana. Yeah, true.
1: <laughs> unless you teach at a Catholic school. <laughs> what's uh, what's your yeah. least favorite part about being married to your wife? Man. Uh okay. Ooh. Truth time, Chase. <laughs> Truth time. I used to have a king size bed all to myself. And now now I have to start in the middle of the bed just to give a little so that I can have a tiny bit at the end. Yep. That's yeah. that's the,
2: the and man, it's toasty. So before it's, it's Audrey, very warm. before Audrey and I got married, it was me and Daisy, my German shepherd yep. that lived here, and we shared the bed and daisy would <laughs> daisy would sleep in the bed like a human so she would crawl up and she would put her head on the pillow yeah, that's great. and um and now it's like if if audrey leaves for a weekend like with her mom and her sister going somewhere daisy knows and she <laughs> she hops up in the she's bed back. like immediately it's like it, before i even get to bed she's in the spot already
3: when when i was living in new york we had a little 9 pound yorkie and my wife, my ex-wife, and my daughter had bought it when I was. They told me, but they bought it when I was out of town, right? So I come home <laughs> after three days or whatever. The dog's been in the house for a while, right? And I walk in the door, and the dog's like, <laughs> "I'm like, no, <laughs> no." And then I go upstairs to bed. The dog's on the bed, right? And I go to get in the bed. The dogs, so <laughs> no, no, I don't think you understand the relationship here. <laughs> this is you're not. This is not yours, and you don't get to bark me at nine pounds out of the bed. Uh, yeah. No, that's just not
5: happening. That that leads me into my next question. If you had to choose between getting rid of all the dogs in the world or bacon,
3: which oh, one would you choose? Oh, that is such a great question. Man. Oh, oh that is such a Man, great I like my bacon. I, I, yeah, but <laughs> I, all
4: I, of the dogs? All,
1: all of the dogs. I, mean, I would is, sacrifice my dogs. Right, I would. I would Ooh, no, mine. I mean, everybody.
5: You would no. have no, to individually no kill every dog, dog in the world. Uh, yeah, no,
3: that, yeah. we like, like what? Like yeah. years. Would just make them disappear. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I I'd keep the dogs and get rid of bacon. Yeah, I, I would, would too. I would. Yeah. I would
1: too. But now I would be. I would be selfless enough to get rid of my dogs to save bacon for everybody else. I would do that. Is that sorry, selfless? Sorry, Garth and That sounds and Riley. heartless. Mm. No, that's selfless. But <laughs> I would. I would have to. I would have to let bacon go to save yeah, all of the that's dogs.
3: That's that is an outstanding my, uh, question. I, my my uh, My adult daughter will appreciate that. I'm going to text Thank her that question this <laughs> evening because I, I I know what she's going to she'll she'll be pissed off. She'll, say, ah. but she will get rid of bacon. <laughs> it's my prediction.
5: <laughs> all right, um, for your fantasy draft, yes, do
1: you go with a running back first or a wide receiver? Oh wow! I now you, you'll you've not played in my league yet. Mm-hmm. My Yahoo League, we get point per uh, Yahoo. P- point per, point per completion. He's 60. Whatever. I've played in the <laughs> Yahoo League for 15 years. I've been exactly. in, in the Yahoo League. At least, years. at least it's not an AOL league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, we are like a point-scoring machine in that league. Uh, so I would, I would take a quarterback. I typically try to take a quarterback first round.
3: Really? Yeah, yeah.
1: And then running back are important. Yeah, we go quarterback, then we go you're running getting back, points and then per we completion right. Yeah, versus touchdowns are right. Yeah, yeah it's sure. huge. And then we get yeah. pe- if you get four hundred, five hundred yard games, you get you get extra points there as well. Yeah. So a, a good quarterback is an eighty, ninety point a game game guy, and three or four hundred wow. points a week will win. So in the Yahoo League I'm in, you know, if you get yourself back in the day, Peyton Manning or a Tom take, Brady take or Stafford, or an Aaron, yeah, take Stafford, Stafford this year. Yeah. Uh, Breeze, one of those guys that are going to get you four or five touchdown game and five hundred yards, four hundred yards. Yeah. All day long in the first round, and okay. then I come back and get in two or three good running backs because we're point per rush, point per completion, point per catch, and then we go uh, with the. Um, we also look for special teams players. Uh, this is you got the full breakdown, Steve. Uh, but yeah. kick returns, punt returns, and, and kick return yards are right. big and, as well. And in,
3: in ones that go by that put more emphasis on scoring, presumably you want the run. That's when you want the running back. First. Yeah. See, yep. see what you did. See, there's more.
5: <laughs> there's there's less good running backs out there. There's way more wide receivers, so I usually go running back first. But I've never done a point per completion. So yeah. that changes the game
1: completely. Oh, it's huge. Quarterbacks are very big. You and if you if your guy gets hurt, you've got to make the decision. There's only 32 teams. If there's 12 guys in a league and everybody's holding onto two quarterbacks or if there's 14 in the league, that's even worse. And then everybody's got two quarterbacks. If you lose a dude, you've got like three or four quarterbacks to choose from. You're taking the guy off the Browns or the Jets or the Redskins. Oh boy. And and then you got to yeah. hope he starts. All right, and so it's it's a high risk. One more question. Yep. What do you think the Colts' record will be this year? Uh, think or pray for. They look good against Seattle, first game. Terrible up against Baltimore. Both. I I would absolutely ceiling. Eight. No, you have to has to be, it has to add up to sixteen, Dakota. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> absolute ceiling. Best case scenario. Great season. It's an eleven and five team. 11 and uh, 5 everything goes great. Not a
4: chance. I yeah, think that's never I think
1: we're probably headed towards 8 and 8 and if things are bad it's a 6 and 10 team. But I think they're 8 and 8, 9 and 7. Okay. I think we're somewhere in there. Because I think Andrew Luck is that good. So you're saying once they you win see Hilton that many back,
5: games even if Andrew Luck gets hurt. It, if,
1: if Luck gets hurt or goes out, they're a 5 or 6 win team with Brissett and the new offense. Okay. But I really think that starting with Andrew Luck, you're seven or eight, and it's it could if everything goes right, you're eleven win team. I think they can make the playoffs. I think they can be a five or six seed. That's okay. that's, that's it. You guys, are, are you taking bets on that, man? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm not putting money on it. Uh, but I, they've got a they've got a really good nucleus. They got a lot of guys that are going to need a little bit of time. But they had five, four or five second round draft picks. Yeah, and you have still got T. Y. Hilton. You've got you got Andrew Luck who's coming back. You've got. Uh, the Frank Reich offense. That defense is going to get better with time. They're gonna, they're going to run the cover two, and they've got speed. They're building speed. I think you're, you're a year away be from better. being good. Yeah, we're, well, we we thought that in 2011 or 2012. Yeah, and hell, they won the division, and you know we beat Kansas City in the playoffs. So Who knows? That's why it's fun. That's why we play the game. Gotcha. Anything else? That's All I got.
3: All right, man. Dogs versus bacon. That bit. I'm still working on that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. my million dollar question. It's Great, it's great. Yeah, and you can fry them both at the
2: state fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right my final thoughts um of course i want to thank the uh, patreon people um sticking with us through thick and thin and as we get into the new studio you guys are going to be paying for it um i appreciate you very much you're welcome um, <laughs> you're not a patreon <laughs> <laughs> um i do want to say He's really staff. I do want to say really quick, though, that I I really firmly believe that not just the people in Henry County, but the people across the state really need to pay attention to who they are going to be voting for in the November election. There has been a lot going on in uh, the world of politics right now. Um, there's a, a lot being said. And I, I firmly, firmly believe that in Henry County, we have a great lineup for people who are going to be the best people possible to serve on the council to help get our budget situation back in order. Just like Clay Morgan said that uh, we need, you know, Chad Malico, uh gave Jeremiah a great endorsement, and I think that that Chad endorsed me. Wow! I said Clay news. Morgan oh, mentioned uh, yes. Chad and yes. you. Yes, endorsed yeah. like, <laughs> both of you guys. He's,
1: he just got in trouble.
2: No, he no. <laughs> Clay endorsed both of you guys. Although Chad, you can if you want to endorse me. Have yeah, there one. we go. But I, I think that it's really important. The, uh, the same goes with um, Mark Rutherford, who is running for Secretary of State. I firmly, I one hundred percent with all my being believe that Mark Rutherford is the most qualified candidate for Secretary of State. Uh, in he, the state, he's going to legally be allowed to finish his term. If who, he wins. Who's running yeah. against him? Uh, we have. Uh, well, of course you have the Republican and Democrat. What's the uh, what's the Republican's name that's not going to be able to finish her term?
1: Uh, it's uh, the, the the lady that replaced Charlie White. I, I can't remember her name big, for the life big of me. Big fan of her.
2: Are you? <laughs> yeah. You're a Republican, huh? She's my favorite. Hmm. I paid the fee Interesting. for that. Uh, Jim Harper's you know a Democrat. Because and, uh, I'm a I winner. Jim, I know Jim Harper's a Democrat because I know, I know that uh, he got an endorsement today that wasn't uh, – in our favor Connie Lawson is the uh, the current Connie Lawson she's the current secretary yeah. of state and she's, she's not, she's not right going at, to be able to she's right to, at 8
1: years and she'll be uh, she'll she'll blow right by it because, yeah. because the guy before her went up in jail. Uh, Charlie White, who's uh, also a, a host on the Indiana Talks Network, where we're—he's we're, our cohort. He's—he's uh, he's on Indiana Talks, and so are we. But uh, Charlie did a little prison time after uh, some trouble he got into in Hamilton County and got tossed out. Yeah, was, Mark uh, Mark Rutherford is absolutely the best
2: choice that we have for Secretary of State because if you if you vote for the Republican, you are not voting for the person or the candidate. You are voting for the Republicans to be able to pick who the Secretary of State is next. And that is not right at all. And uh, so, yeah, I firmly believe that uh, at least uh, three, of these, three of these guys for uh, county-level races are four, I guess. Tom Firkenhoff uh, for Congress. You have uh, Mark Rutherford for Secretary of State, Jesse Riddle for District 3 County Council, and Jeremiah Morrill for uh, District 1 County Council. And as far as uh, county-wide politics go, those are... I, I firmly believe that each and every one of those are the best qualified candidates for the job that are in the race and currently. And Lucy
1: Brenton will be on your ballot as well for the Senate side. Yep, uh, she will. And you'll see uh, you'll see Lucy come to town hopefully when we open up the uh, new LP headquarters. Uh, final thoughts for me real quick. Uh, we're running long. Happy birthday tomorrow to the uh, lovely Sarah Potter Morrill. Uh, big birthday celebration tomorrow, so that's going to be some fun. Uh, thank you very much to Steve for joining us this has been fun my pleasure glad you're and here again anytime all right this is uh this is very good and uh next week we're gonna have uh the final shows that we record in this studio uh, yeah. it's gonna be there's be teary. I, I don't even know doing <laughs> you know, some special decorations yeah stuff, maybe. Uh, I think we had to like you know knock down the walls or something in here as we well we we assume that the new studio we, will be ready we, we, could, have we could to leave our mark. trouble.
2: Yeah, we definitely should graffiti the hell out of these walls.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay,
2: no, well, all these sound <laughs> panels are up with staples, and the signs are up with nails. I'm pretty sure we left enough marks I'm going to pee room.
5: on that wall, <laughs> and it's going to say, Chase
2: was, here. Chase was I, here. I even ripped up a quarter-round trim to put down the soundproofing in the corners.
1: So, uh, yeah, next week we've got Chris Bowers coming on, and then we are going to do a special episode uh, that's going to air Labor Day week because the entire st- – we cannot do a show without Dakota and I. That's a blood pact we made a long time ago that every show has the two of us. When yep. one of us out of town, we have to record one early, so you're going to get a canned show Labor Day week. Uh, and it's going to be Darren Jacobs, uh, <laughs> Jordan Bruno, the yep. guy that lived out of his van for episode 15, I think, uh, Danny Morrill, Dakota, and myself. And Darren has been growing ghost peppers all year long, and – I don't know how it's going to work, but a number of the co-hosts are going to try Ghostbusters oh on boy. that show. <laughs> Should I put so, some
2: in my gin and tonic? <laughs> I don't know,
1: I don't know how it's going to go. Jer, it's going to be it's going to be ugly.
5: I've heard a rumor going around that since we're not using his room anymore, that we're tossing
1: him out. We're, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once once we can <laughs> yeah. replace him, you can have the big chair. I heard that's so, what it is. It's it's Jaren Chase show. <laughs> starting very knowledge, very knowledgeable about all these subjects. Yes, for sure. You are, Chase. I appreciate it. (laughs) This has been fun, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks, guys.
0: and we have many other podcasts like the chris spangle show upward the cost raw audio politics miranda's world and tad talk which is quite a ride so check all of these out go to we and you can check out all of our great podcasts thanks for listening thank you for listening to the we are libertarians network get our other shows at we libertarians.com